Next week, the kiddies go back to class. Yay! That's my inside cheer. But there is a, some troubling statistics that reveal a really alarming reality about vaccine rates here in, in Toronto students. And I'm not talking COVID, so let's park the COVID vaccines. We're talking about vaccines for deadly diseases, things like measles, polio, whooping cough. And according to the stats, 55%, just 55% of school-age kids are vaccinated for that. And apparently, according to the researchers, that number could actually be much lower because they have not been able to track all the data. We're not talking about COVID now. We're talking about deadly diseases that were eradicated and are coming back. We're talking about polio, which can paralyze you. I mean, these things should be gone and never to be heard from, and they're back. And kids need these shots, or they're supposed to get these shots, to go to school. If you're a parent, you know you have to fill out the form and you send it in and then your kids can go to school. If you're allowed to get an exemption and once upon a time only a few could get the exemption, then you are exempted. But we've had huge numbers of people, not just missing them during the pandemic, but getting exemptions. Even before the pandemic, Herd immunity for these deadly diseases was under. So we were not getting enough vaccines. I think I remember a number of around 88% or 87%. It was dropping before the pandemic. Too many people were getting exemptions from getting vaccines for these deadly diseases. And doctors at that point were warning, look, we are below herd immunity on diseases that are going to come back if we're not closer, uh, uh, have higher vaccine rates. And now we're way below these limits. And so there's a very real concern that vaccine levels are too low. Let me bring in Dr. Jia Hu to this conversation, CEO of 19 to 0, a 500-plus member coalition of multidisciplinary experts working to build confidence in vaccines and get Canadians vaccinated. Great to have you, doctor. Thanks for having me. So we're talking the big diseases. We're talking the mumps, the measles, the polios, all the ones that you would never want your kids to get. I've had mumps. It's dreadful. I've had measles. It's dreadful. These are not things we want, and yet we have so many parents not getting their kids vaccinated. What is it? Why is it? Yeah, I mean, I I think the biggest reason we've seen declines during COVID, and this is something that's happened in Toronto, Ontario, and across the country, uh, primarily has been actually just a lack of access. Um, You know, a lot of family doctors' offices were closed. We saw big declines there for the infant vaccines. The school-based vaccines, like the ones that, you know, like Gardasil or meningitis, D vaccines. I mean, schools are closed for a long time, and that's where we saw the starkest declines from coverage rates of, you know, 60 to 80 percent down to less than one percent in some cases. And so I think, you know, I, a lot of it really has been access. And, you know, this fall, you mentioned back to school, which is great. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, public health units are going to start their catch ups and just really implore every parent to make sure their kids up to date with all their vaccinations. Yeah, I mean, before the pandemic and before all the politics of COVID, which I'll get to in just a minute, I mean, um, you know, we had high, much higher vaccine rates. Um, these are not new vaccines. These are proven vaccines. They've got very good records and they, they work because we were able to eradicate these killer diseases. So where yeah. is the lack of trust in something that we know works? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think COVID really, hmm, what's the word, <laughs> injected a ton of <laughs> And, and, and craziness into the vaccine debate. Um, yeah. I, I, the aftermath of COVID, um, you know, I, you know, vaccine hesitancy was something that's sort of been around for a long time. And, you know, I alluded to before COVID, we had a bunch of these measles outbreaks in 2019. Um, and, and now, I mean, 
I, I think that by and by, there hasn't been, for now, too much increased hesitancy in non-COVID vaccines. And so, you know, we've been serving Canadians the last two and a half years. You know, we asked, has COVID changed the way you view other vaccines? I think for now it's okay. Um, and, and, and that's good. Um, you know, I, I think that because of some of those access drops, because rates have fallen, you know, we begin to see things like polio. And I think it, it speaks to your point that, you know, these diseases should be gone. We have the power to make them stay away. Um, but it does require that, you know, people get their kids vaccinated. And, you know, it's not really anybody's fault that things were closed. But like many things with the pandemic, we kind of got to catch up. Yeah, I mean, the problem, doctor, is, though, this has become very, very political. Um, you know, before the pandemic, people were getting exemptions for this. It was getting to the point where everyone could get an exemption, which is not really what it's supposed to be. Um, and we were starting to fall under the herd immunity. But now everything is very political uh, because yeah. politicians have decided to make it that way. And so how much more challenging, then, is it going to become um, to get these vaccination uh, rates up? Because even when you look at the stats and the data on children under two, as far as vaccination, vaccination rates. I mean, they've dropped down to 67%, which is down 20 from 2020. Uh, it was at 71%. I mean, these are, uh, you know, children are not getting shots for some of the most deadly diseases of our time. And we've got to get those numbers up. Yeah, yeah. We, and it, it has become a bit more political. But I, I do think that, you know, what's really happened, and you're totally right that people were getting exemptions in the past. But now I, I, I think the bigger challenges really are on restoring access. I mean, a lot of different health units are not mandating, um, you know, kids be immunized before they get to school this, this, this year. And I think the reason they're not in many cases is because, you know, because of closures to family doctor's offices, because of sort of public health being too busy with COVID, people haven't mm-hmm. had the opportunity. So, I mean, Part of the battle is always going to be around combating misinformation, making sure that, you know, people really know the, the real science about these vaccines. Part of it really is at this point, as with so many other things in the healthcare system, an access piece and just like a remembered, you know, things you forget to do for a couple of years, you just kind of forget to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm largely hopeful, crossing my fingers, that at least <laughs> restore the access. We'll get back to where we were before COVID, which is, you know, not where exactly we want to be. We want to be higher than that. Um, but I mean, that would that would be sort of my hope for the, the coming year. So we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hope, hope is uh, is what's on a lot of people's uh, radar these days. Look, I understand. I understand. I don't think people should be demonized for questioning newer vaccines or having a hesitancy about something that came to market so quickly. I don't think people should be demonized for that. However, these vaccines are um, very uh, reputable, and that that's where the, the, yeah. the difference. They have a track record. Um, so, so those in charge are going to have to get out there and somehow get the messaging out without it being conflated into the COVID, uh, you know, politics. Having said all yeah. that, doctor, what's your concern? Given we know polio is back in the communities around the world, we know things like the measles, all these, you know, disease. What what needs to happen now? I mean, we're going to have a, a bunch of kids going back to school. A lot of them are not going to be vaccinated. Uh, that that poses a much bigger problem, I think, than, than the COVID situation almost. Yeah, I yeah, know. I mean, I, I think that what we need to do really is have like, you know, some comprehensive approaches to making sure people are caught up. Right. And I think, you know, I it's it's, it's kind of like when I think about what's what's led to these declines and, you know, there, there haven't been as many declines, actually, for example, in Alberta, where I work, because public health was able to sort of maintain its service throughout COVID. Um, and I, I think that, you know, Ensuring that parents are reminded, ensuring that they have access to these vaccines, the public health clinics, and their family doctors, um, and 
and, and ensuring those school-based vaccinations restart, I think, are all really essential elements. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, part of the sort of the education piece is instilling the fact that, you know, like, you don't want your kids to have measles or polio. I mean, it's mm-hmm. and, and, no. and really great. And I, I think a lot of parents do want to do the right thing. There's some that are hesitant, but most want to do the right thing. And I just, you know, and that's something you sometimes forget to do, given the fact all the things you got to do with back to school. So, um, again, it's more an access piece, I think. And I do think that we're trying to get our act together to restore that access, you know, as we begin to enter the enter the endemic state of the pandemic so we can catch up on things. Yeah. Just quickly before I let you go, doctor, I think you're probably far more polite than I am. But um, in your community of doctors with this issue, is there an anger, a frustration that this these vaccines were so politicized? Uh, yeah, certainly. I think there is a lot of frustration with the politicization of the COVID vaccine. And I think when vaccines mm-hmm. get politicized, like things are bad, right? Like these fines shouldn't be politicized. Um, you know, I, I, I think that it's really important if it's possible to make sure nothing gets politicized when it comes to one's health. Um, And, you know, I, I, you know, a lot, there there was a lot of frustration and anger and I certainly don't want to spread to anything else in the health system. Nonetheless, doctor, very much appreciate your um, conversation on this and uh, we'll chat about it again, but this one's an important one. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. That's uh, you too. That's Dr. Ju Jahu is uh, joining us, one of the many doctors. And shame on all the politicians for weaponizing this. It is just not something they should have done. And Justin Trudeau did do that. He did do that because he wanted to have an election and he wanted to win. And shame on him. Shame on all of them because it's created a lot more distrust than uh, should have been created because these big vaccines for these kids with mumps or, or, you know, rubella and uh, measles and... uh, they are very, very safe. So I, I do hope parents get them because uh, the numbers are alarming.